0: This is Lainey and welcome to the Sasha Answers Lainey Gossip Podcast. I hope you're doing well. Sasha.
1: Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I'm, I'm just gonna start off because you know that uh, it's gonna be kind of boring for people, but I'm just going, I need to share my dairy-free diaries here. Dairy-free is not <coughs> gonna be boring for people. Like I feel I feel like more and more people are doing it. I feel like o- people only talk about dairy-free and vegan this and this yes. and that. So I'm yeah. sorry to be that person, but I've become that person. Okay, what so is it? So there's two discoveries that I made. They're Canadian, so just too bad for the, our US and international listeners. Somehow they can get their, uh, their hands on this. Okay, so two discoveries. There's a place called Doomie's in Parkdale in Toronto that's all fast food veganism shit. Doomie's. It's called Doomie, D-O-O-M-I-E-S. So they fry shit, yeah, but it's fucking delicious. Like I'm talking double-stacked cheeseburgers, like tacos, uh, chili cheese fries, like really dirty, 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 delicious food. So I went in there yeah. and got some fucking delicious tacos. I even gave them to Corey, my husband who like doesn't like food at all. Yeah. You brought went, it home? No, no. I, okay. It's okay. there. It's just like a restaurant but you can take out. And he was like, these are the best tacos in the city. So check. What was in the taco? I don't know what makes it taste like meat or look like meat. Right. Who knows? I don't care. It just okay. was delicious. So it was like Chicken taco, but... It was like a pork taco. Right. But it yes. obviously is not pork. No, yes. okay. Who knows? It's tofu and fucking kelp. I don't know what the fuck it right. is. It was delicious. Okay. So just anybody in Toronto, you have to go there. And then the other thing is, um, I love cheesecake, right? Cheesecake. Yeah. I love cheese. I love cheesecake. I love any kind of sweets. You know I love food. So I've been on this hunt for cheesecake. And so there's this cheesecake pie. Hold on. Let me look this up. Sweet of the earth. And it's, it's fucking cheesecake. There's no... Okay, it's not cheesecake. It's tofu of some sort and like a cashew mix. Yeah. But it tastes like cheesecake. I had it
0: the other day, actually. Oh. There's, um, um they came on the social. The Sweet of the Earth people? Oh, I can't remember. I, were they the Sweet of the Earth people? No. Oh, oh, I'm so mad. I will look it up by the end of the show or put it on the, the pre- podcast preamble. Podcast intro. Um, pro- podcast intro. But um, they made like a lime cheesecake. And it was like from cashews and nuts and whatnot. Okay, but is it and like it you can buy vegan. it from a store? Mm-hmm. That you can buy it from them. But, but they have a
1: cookbook. Oh, I don't know if this is... Anyways, either way, they have a cookbook that can teach you how to do it from scratch. okay. Because just if you don't want to cook it, it's already made and it's What flavor? Delicious. It was a blueberry cheesecake. Like cheesecake with yeah. blueberry sauce on it.
0: And it had the same consistency. Everything? Because
1: every, cream cheese has a particular consistency. And this has that, that consistency. Okay. I, I'm just so excited because I didn't think that I would be able to so find this. So you bought it at home? Yeah, and I fucking demolished it. Good for you. Yeah, anyways, that's it. I will okay. stop the food talk.
0: On that note, thank you for your dairy recommendations. No. I hope every. <laughs> Listen, this is people. an advice podcast, yes, so you've just, just given sharing. non-dairy vegan advice. Yes. Um, so let's give normal, just normal Just before advice. I dig into some amazing burgers <laughs> for dinner tonight. <laughs> um, okay, are you ready? Yes. I'm reading this week. So, dear Sasha and Lainey, I need some help. For a period of about two and a half years, I suffered from depression It took me a long time to recognize what was going on with me. When I was finally ready to accept that it was, in fact, depression, I decided to confide in one of my closest friends, Em, whom I had known for about five years. I explained to Em how I was feeling and tried to explain how that had impacted my life and actions in recent months, not answering the phone, texts, barely making it to work. I told her that she was the only one who I had told this to. Over the next two years, I received emails from Em about every four months or so telling me that I was a bad friend, that friendship is a two-way street, that she was upset that I wasn't initiating any plans with her, and telling me that I need to just get off the couch and do stuff, etc. Each time, I replied that I was still really struggling and that I wasn't in contact with anyone, not even my own family. I explained how hard it was to get off the couch to even eat, let alone be a good friend. I couldn't believe she was making my depression about her. Over these two years, Em went out of her way to exclude me from outings and events with our group of friends, most of whom she had met through me. I'd often hear after the fact that everyone went golfing or out to dinner or going out and such had such a fun time. Meanwhile, I was stuck on my couch at home depressed. Many times Em would make plans right in front of me or talk about how much fun um, was had on the previous outing. She went out of her way to exclude me from conversations. Keep in mind, at the time, no one else in this friend group knew what was going on. Depression isn't the kind of thing you feel comfortable broadcasting far and wide. I've since found out that she was telling people that I just didn't want to get to know her new boyfriend, who she coincidentally met around the time I told her about my depression. Since I confided in M about what was going on with me, she never even asked me how I was doing, if I was okay, nothing. I understand some people don't understand depression and may pull away. I, however, cannot accept someone who maliciously goes out of their way to make someone feel worse, especially when Em knew that she was the only person I had told about my depression. I have since talked to other close friends about it who have been amazing. I am now finally doing much, much better, and most days I feel like myself again. I decided a while ago that M is not the kind of person I want in my life and have cut off all contact and have so far managed to avoid situations in which I could encounter her. My problem is this. I still have common friends who hang out with her and it really bothers me. It makes me feel like no one believes what I went through. By now, most of these people know what I was going through and how M treated me. I can't believe they still want to be friends with someone who would treat a friend like that. I don't want them to be caught in the middle, but I refuse to attend birthday parties, et cetera, if I know M will attend, as it sends me right back to that deep, dark place. How can I approach these situations and explain to our common friends my predicament? I don't want to miss out on any more, and I wish some of these people would stand up for me. I had depression, for fuck's sake. This wasn't some petty friend disagreement. So, yeah, she doesn't leave a name, but M is the friend. Mm-hmm. And so our reader is um, pissed off, rightfully so, um, at a friend who wasn't understanding about her depression and um, now is finding herself in contact. Well, what should she do when she has to or is invited to or because of their common
1: circles? What's interesting though, there's been two years of her avoiding M. Yeah. So I wonder why now it's all of a sudden a problem. Do you know what I mean? Like she's had these two years to, you know, kind of dodge, dodge her at events. So why I wonder why mm-hmm. now it's, it's um, irking her. Well, I think, that, I think that in the last two years, I think it's because she's gotten
0: better. I think she's at a place now where she may yeah. be ready to re-engage with all these other people and ready to go out to parties mm-hmm. or gatherings or, you know, get-togethers. And before it was just she wasn't
1: going out. And now right. she is. Right. I'll say this, and I don't want to be that person who's like listening to someone's problem and then telling them about my problem. But I will say this because I, I, when I was listening to it, I felt, um, I felt some commonality with what my last two years have been, which has been, um, I, get, I don't know if I was depressed. I was definitely in the darkest period of my life. And um, what I've come out of it knowing is yeah, like some friends are fucking disappointments. And I will say that there are a couple that have really, um, like hurt me in a way that like, you just don't think that that's going to happen. Um, and especially what is fucking annoying, that's why I realize, or I really, really feel our reader here is that especially when you're coming out of that dark place, that's when you want your friends to fucking rally around you again. And when you hear that excuse of like, oh, but I, did, I thought, you know, these last years you've been so lame. So, like, I didn't think you'd want to go out. That to me is, like, um, shitty friend tunnel vision. And so, like, I'm feeling a little bit angry because <laughs> I feel that – I feel our readers' pain here. And um, for me, I'll say this. These people are still in my social circle, but I have cut them out in my head. Like, I, I just don't – I'm not going to try anymore with them. And I, I'm wondering if – you know if m can kind of get over that in the same way that i have which is just you know be at peace with it some people are just shitty friends some people don't know how to step up some people don't know how to have much empathy um so to continue to put yourself in those situations and don't be um cockblocked by this friend you know it, it, don't let her be this cockblock to your fun um so i'm hoping that i guess my my initial advice to her would be like maybe just try to um, go to these events and not have M um, trigger any dark moments for you. Mm -hmm. I would hope that would be possible. It's been possible for me, so I would hope that this would be possible for her as well.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's part of her ongoing therapy Mm -hmm. and ongoing wellness is, you know, um, I don't have personal experience with mental health Mm -hmm. um, issues. However, I do have many friends and colleagues who are going through it and in obviously in everyone's treatment plan and everyone's wellness plan is very tailored to them and very personal. Mm-hmm. So it's not a one size fits no. all. Um, and yet, um, part of the wellness program for everybody consistently is reintegration and finding coping mechanisms, Um, and strategically working your way to a point where you can be more resilient and recognizing what triggers are. Mm -hmm. So she clearly is recognizing that this person is a trigger and that's great. And now what do you do with that trigger? Well, you know, as you said, Sash, like it's, it's a part of her social circle. So that's, what's really hard is like knowing that there's a trigger there, and knowing that you should avoid triggers or at least recognizing them mm-hmm. but what if that trigger is someone who is like unavoidable in a social circle right it's really it's really tough i don't want to be like hey power you do it. now yeah. you do have to power through this no. trigger because that's not healthy either and yet i don't know how um i don't know that it is also the right thing to do to tell all her friends like don't be friends with this person or let's not,
1: you know, whatnot, right? Especially if the friends, I mean, you don't want to put your friends in the middle. Mm-hmm. You've, you know, she's highlighted that. And if the friends are in the know and they still haven't chosen sides, then they're not choosing sides. Yeah. You know, that's the, so talking to them and, and you know, bad-mouthing M is going to do you no good. Yeah. Um. So, yes, but on, I sorry. feel
0: like, you know, um, and everybody has to reach – of course, a point of readiness for their relationship with their uh, mental health struggles and their mental illness. Um, But I think that what I've learned for me over the last few years about mental health is that the stigma has to be addressed. I mean, nobody feels embarrassment when they are like, hey, I have diabetes. Mm -hmm. Hey, I have whatever, colitis, you know, hey, I'm dealing with this. And yet, with mental illness and depression, it it's not something you want to bring up with everybody. And I wonder whether or not part of this healing has to do with, you know what? And because I sensed here that our reader was selective about who she told mm-hmm. and, like, timed out, you yeah. know, who she told. And I wonder if you know we can get to a place where when she's in these public situations and in these social situations it's just like yeah you know what for the last couple of years it's been really it shitty cuz like mm-hmm. i've you know been depressed and you say it the way yeah i was like i took me a fucking long time to deal with my depre- like my d- d- depression and like have it interchangeable with diabetes and whether or not we can then all you know whether or not by her sharing it in a way that's so accepting and so destigmatizing then people will gradually just understand that that dick douchebag friend was a dick
1: and douchebag do you know what i mean yeah i mean it sounds like she has had that conversation that she now has you yeah. know i don't think you need and especially when you're feeling out of that depression bubble you kind of just want to fucking you're you're living free at that point you don't really want to go backwards or like having to you don't really want to talk about it all the time mm-hmm. so Yes, like, I I hope that it's it's something that none of her friends judge her about or anything like that. Um, But moving forward, I wonder if, like, you know how sometimes we give phase one, phase two advice. I think phase one is, yeah, see if you can handle going out um, with Emma around. Um, And if that gets too much, and these are just mutual friends that kind of aren't your ride or die, then maybe it's okay to fucking snip, snip, snip. And, uh, let go of that friend group because if it causes too much pain, if it causes too much stress, um, if it does give you triggers of, of, you know, of the last couple of years, then yeah, fuck, cut that shit out and find some new friends or, or go with a different friend group. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of, those are, it's a difficult situation, but those are kind of your two options at this point. And I don't think you should have a discussion with Em and have some heart to heart with her because she sounds like she's a heartless fucking bitch. So, right.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, your wellness is the priority. You, you know that. But I think that you know that to say it, but act it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, every event that you approach, every outing that you're invited to, you know it, then just say it. I'm not going to go. Or when I go, I need to take precautions. And maybe one of the precautions is, mm, I'm just going to avoid that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we're really happy, though, that you're feeling good these days. So right on. All right, next question. Okay, next question is,
0: hi, Sasha. My friend has a dilemma. She dated a guy for five years, and they broke up due to different life goals. She loves to travel, and he wanted to get married and have kids. After they broke up, they continued to stay in touch, hang out, and hook up when she was in town for six to eight months of the year she was in town for an additional four years. They would continue to talk about why they weren't together, and both say that they loved each other even when apart. They would occasionally date other people, and three years ago, he dated someone for a few months and broke up. She saw some pictures of the two of them in October on Facebook, and the girl was wearing an engagement ring. He said that he bought it for my friend and that they were just trying to discourage the girl's <laughs> ex from harassing her. Wait a minute. Sure. I, okay, Go back so wait. To that. Wait, wait, wait. So he was dating someone for a few months and broke up, and then she saw some pictures of the two
1: of them. Which one? like the new girl? The new girl had a ring. I I'm taking it. The new girl had a ring and he was like, "Oh haha, no, that was actually for you. We were trying Oh, right? I'm okay. saying?
0: Okay. But what Let me just read this part again. Okay. They would occasionally date other people. And 3 years ago, he dated someone for a few months and broke up. She saw some pictures of the two of them in October on Facebook and the girl was wearing an engagement ring. He said that he bought it for my friend and that they were just trying to discourage the girl's ex from harassing her. Okay, I get it. The other girl had an ex. Okay, got it. When she returned from her travels recently, she checked out the other girl on Facebook and saw a wedding picture of the other girl and the guy. After some serious internet stalking, it appears that they got married in Mexico, but it might not be legal as they are planning a Canadian wedding. My friend is super hurt and in shock. As they had been texting, and he even sent her a dick pic three weeks ago, they were still hooking up until she went traveling in January. So, should she somehow reach out to the new wife and let her know about her cheating husband, or should she just let sleeping mm. dogs lie? Oh, this is good. This okay, is a good one. All right, so they're together for a while on a different off. like. She doesn't want kids. He wants kids. So she bails, but. They still booty call each
1: other for years. But have some emotional connection because they talk about how they love each other. That's
0: right. Then he meets somebody else while still hooking up with her. But then lies to her. Lies
1: to her. Then sends and her a then, dick pic. Yeah. Okay. As he's getting married. That's right. And <laughs> exactly. he's now
0: maybe married in Mexico, but it's still gonna be has to be legalized in Canada. But and he's married. still sending dick pics. And now she's like, should I do that girl is solid? And Uh, well, okay. What do you think? Well, you can go two ways. I think you can go one way. Okay.
1: It's because I'm sort of like, is she doing it out of, is the friend doing, is it out of spite or is it a sisterhood? So I want to know which one it is. If it's from a good place and it's sisterhood and you're trying to let another sister know that she's with a fucking shit bag, then gotcha. And if the perk of that is that you fucking soil his ass at the same time. Great. But if her motivation is purely just to get back at him, then I don't know. Then I don't know. Yeah. Then it's not kind of, it's not your biz if you're doing it to fucking, you know, have his balls hang dry.
0: But at the same time, like, I agree. I totally agree.
1: Like, is this a sisterhood thing? Sure. And yet how is it going to be received? Like well, you know what the best way to do it is. All you do is you timestamp that fucking picture of his dick and send it to her and be like, mm, "Don't have yeah. be But untitled. there's
0: this girl out there who is married from Mexico and planning her wedding in Canada, and then she's gonna like some some someone who's unknown to her is gonna just send her a dick pic.
1: Like it's just so yeah. ugh, it's harsh. It's harsh. I don't know. Okay, so what's your and one? You, you were very definitive of how I'm
0: you felt. I'm not sure. So. Like, here's the thing. I don't know that... I agree. Like, there is a sisterhood thing that we... You know, you want to hang out. You want to you wanna have the backs of, you know, our fellow woman, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to take care of each other. Um, and that's why it's like you know, it's so hard not to be mad at the other woman sometimes, right? Like a lot of, you, and 100%, in black and white on paper, when people cheat and whatnot, the, you're supposed to be mad at the man who walked out on his marriage or on his relationship. Like if you, her husband cheated on you- But she's not the other woman. No, no, no I'm just okay. saying. Yeah. And people are like, don't blame the other woman. But I feel like the root of why we sometimes are inclined to blame the other woman or at least want to give her some blame is because of this idea of sisterhood. Okay. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like you wouldn't do that to another woman. Why did someone do that to you yes. kind of thing? Yes. So I believe definitely in the motivation of sisterhood and wanting to have another girl's back. 100%. I just don't know where sisterhood and responsibility
1: meet. And like, anonymity as well. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so here, let me ask you. You and Yasek um, are together, uh, married or not married, doesn't really matter at this point. I think that is a moot point. And Yasik's a fuck, like, is creeping behind your back. You don't know this. Some random chick, there's a random chick in the universe who has some info, some intel that Yasik is fucking sticking it in some other chicks. Would you want to know?
0: I don't think that that's the move. Like the uh, the, I think the move is to confront asshole. Okay, that's the person you know, and he's the person who is betraying in a way. This our the reader, the friend of our reader. The thing is, I don't and want our
1: reader to our reader or a reader's friend to even talk to this guy. He sounds like a fucking a little bit of a deranged demon to me. Because a not only is he I li- get it, so it's sort of like I want her to wash. Her. Like that's why for. Like part of, part of the advice too for me, like my initial gut advice is like, homegirl, walk away from this shit and be happy that you are not even, you don't have to deal with this shit anymore.
0: Except that then there's the whole specter of solidarity and sisterhood okay. hanging over her, right? But I think that like, to me, like I would want to, you pose that scenario. Yeah. would you want to know? I would want to know from him the kindest not the okay, kindest but, but, he's not going to tell you so this this fucking but you're just making that assumption like that's why i know you want her to wash her hands of him but at the same time if the motivation is sisterhood and what would be the most gentle way for this other girl to hear okay, the harshest yes. of truths it's harsh to get a fucking time stamp dick pic from somebody you don't know number 1 yes. your predecessor so What is, for me, in my mind, if Jacek was cheating on me, I would prefer to hear it from him. For for him to be like, hey, I have fucked up and this is what I've been doing. He's not a stranger. At least I'm hearing it from his mouth and seeing it in his eyes, so I can't doubt it. I can't come to any conclusions. I can't be like, this bitch is making it up. I don't believe her, whatever. And um, it's not like you know some fucking asteroid blowing up my life and i don't know who she is and okay. i don't know what
1: her motivation is so love that great point i'm backing you so let's let's assume that that, that scenario exists and this guy would have enough um a heart <laughs> a little soul in him that he um would feel like he should talk to you how about if yasik is Um, like a lot, like just an inbred lying piece of shit. What's that going to do? This is... but this And and so let's say this girl knows that she's now, she's dealing with a lying inbred piece of shit and that, and that he'll never actually confess that to his new wife.
0: But what happens then? To me, I think that that's like her first, we've agreed her first move or her move cannot be to like contact this girl and like drop the truth, right? Okay. So... If she wants to do something, the thing that Out of sisterhood. Out of sisterhood, the thing that she does is, hey, I hate you, you suck, Um, and never talk to me again. However, I've busted you now, and I know that you've been creeping with me behind this girl's back, and she deserves better than that. Like, you know... You better tell her, or you should tell her, or you should think about it. And what's the or?
1: You tell her or? No, there's no... Okay.
0: You should think about it. I'm just saying to you, we had a history together. We said each other, we said I love you, we said I love yous to each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving you this piece of advice. Be honest, because otherwise it's going to be, you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of deception. You are deceiving this person who doesn't deserve it. P.S. I'm not going to participate in that. Peace out. Fuck you. Goodbye. Yes. And I think that's what she does. Yeah. That is, I think, that and is that your is best option. The respon- I feel like having done that is the responsibility. Yes. Um, okay, I like that. I can get back. I, I, I yeah.
1: totally back that. I and then she's that. out of his life, and I wish that she didn't have to talk to him. Um, so yeah, if she is still doing it with good intention, then yes, it is in her best interest to talk to him and say, please, please be upfront with this chick. Now I wash my hands of you.
0: And now you can go off, and this girl can go off and find another, like on her trips. Oh my God, she's traveling all the time. Yeah. Still yeah. got her groove back. She's good. She'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> Enjoy it. Um, but you know what? Keep us posted on this one. I'm really curious. Yes. Oh, I definitely want to know. Please keep us posted on this one. Um, okay, next, last question. Last question is. Hi, I'm a 23-year-old gay man living in Toronto. I finished school. I'm working in my chosen industry, and until recently, have been in a relationship for three years. We went to high school together, so I've known him for a while on top of that. We had a great time, and lots of fun smoking pot, playing video games, and having great sex. We'd been through a lot together, definitely had our ups and downs, but persevered, I really thought I could trust him. He told me some pretty messed up stuff he had been doing while we were together. He had a, he had a fake Facebook profile where he was pretending to be a girl and catfishing people, but not random people, exes of mine and people I lived with while I was going to school, real people who I care about. Do I tell them? I don't want to hurt them, but it's super creepy. He also said he went into my Facebook and looked at old raunchy conversations I had with people before we were together and then saved them for spank bank material. Also, he has been taking pictures of me naked while I sleep for the same reason. He says he hasn't shown them to anyone, and I think I believe him. If he'd asked, I totally wouldn't care, but he didn't ask. So we've broken up. But really, guys, this has all thrown me for a complete loop. I'm not a bad-looking guy, and there's plenty of D in the city, but I don't think I can trust anyone enough to have sex for a while. Are all dudes this crazy? I don't have a ton of experience, so any advice would be appreciated. Sincerely single, but not ready to mingle. Well, you know what, single? (laughs) Thank God. Thank God you've broken up.
1: (laughs) That is some psychopathic behavior. That is like that's creepy. First class fucked up. Yeah. That's that is first class fucked up. I've actually never heard anything so deranged. That's like fucking sucker punch one after the other. Okay, well two, single, not ready to mingle. Um, I absolutely think you should stay single for a while. And okay. A, plenty of D, you're right. And not everyone is as fucking deranged as this person is. Um, my thing for you would be like, enjoy the summer, um, go out lots, have fun with your friends and spend some time thinking about, um, what you want in your next relationship And also take a think about how you spent three years with someone and were so blind to all of this. Um, I'm not blaming you at all, but it's just one of those things to take, um, uh, take some stock in, in what that relationship was about and, and how it, how, how you didn't see that this guy, um, had the possibility of being such a creep. Um, so I would just take this time, get to know yourself, have some fucking fun and um, open yourself up to an, uh, another relationship down the line. But right now, fucking peace. Don't, don't, do, don't jump into anything. Don't jump into the sack of anyone else's. Enjoy the summer. D. Enjoy the summer. Enjoy the summer, D and whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think to, you know,
0: yes, this person was, you know, next level. High level unstable. So when you ask, um, are all dudes this crazy? No. No, there are lots of nice, normal. normal people out there. But hey, now you know what to look for. Now you're experienced, and you're only 23 years old. Like shit, some people don't pick this up until they're way, way older. So I feel like um, you can have you can you can be optimistic, but I understand why you're a little bit gun shy. I understand why you know you're a little bit gun shy right now,
1: and and you should be. And that and I think all of us have had you know, dysfunctional relationships. But it is, you know,
0: I do think that this is a way that social media and, you know, technology has definitely helped romance and connections and love. Like how many people do we know who've met their life partners oh, yeah. through technology and this kind of thing? And yet I do think that it can be a, a detriment to relationships as well. And I think that especially things like Facebook, can exacerbate somebody who's already fucked up. like hundred percent. And I can't say that I... Listen, I have been crazy stupid over a person before and wondered where they were and was so curious about who they were hanging out with. If Facebook was available in my time of youth and silliness and insecurity and lack of confidence, I would have used Facebook to stalk and... I'm Maybe not, I wouldn't have gone so far as to stalk, but I would have like checked out all his who all his friends were,
1: checked out his ex-girlfriends, looked up their pictures. Like, yeah, but there's nothing there's nothing um illegal about that. Everything that this boyfriend did was verging on illegal. It's not it's not that it wasn't legal, it's just that when it
0: it brings out and indulges that dark behavior. Do you know what I mean? Like it's you, when you don't have access to it. Listen, I have like waited outside a guy's house in my car at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. That's what did you do? Why were you? Oh, I just wanted to, I, he didn't tell me where he was going <laughs> and I wanted to know what time he came home. I would love to know. You, do you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> Sorry, when and old I'm not were you? unbalanced. How old were you at this point? 21. Okay, that's just 22. 22. Okay, fine. right. And I'm not like, obviously, I haven't turned out to be this unbalanced, like, Raging, dangerous person. What I'm saying is, is that Facebook and all these other social media mm-hmm. mechanisms—they indulge that person who I would have been if it were me. I would still have driven over at four o'clock in the morning back in fucking 1990, whatever. Waited outside the house with a laptop on, and like been creeping who he's tweeting, who he's Instagramming, like following That's those all people, above board making, stuff, a list, making a list, making a yeah, but it's. And a, as I said, I wasn't supremely unbalanced, right. but when you're already dealing yes. with somebody who's like that, it only like exacerbates it.
1: Yes. It's really fucking scary. It's really fucking scary. I, I just don't want to... Yeah. We shouldn't like <clears throat> tap into our, our writers and readers' um, paranoia here. Like not everyone is going to do this, whether they have Facebook or no. not. Like,
0: so. I still have had... You know, my... <laughs> I dated a guy whose ex-girlfriend was so upset that they broke up that she faked that she had a stalker. And one day, um, she called 911 and him and he like went into her apartment and she had like tied herself up and written like in marker all over her walls, you bitch, whatever. Um, like scratched out her face. They called the police But apparently, like there were no entry points. Like she, (laughs) she was doing it all herself. Yeah. Um, And so it's you know it's and what love does to people is. but love love can be the craziest drug. Anyway, yes, I don't want to make people. Yes, of course. (laughs) I do not want to turn people into, as you said, and there are mostly people out there are normal and and whatnot. You've just run into. Yeah,
1: you've just run into a a really bad, bad, bad person. Like, I don't even think if I had, uh, what, what, who cares? Enjoy, as that (laughs) just said. Live, extend your summer, like
0: live out your summer. Let this be the summer that, that you look back on in 10 years and be like, thank God I had that summer to just give her. Yeah.
1: Let, let, look at all the fucking D's in the city. Yeah. Look at them. Can I just maybe touch not some? Not to be
0: paranoid, but like I worry about these pictures, so I just also want you to make sure that these pictures are secured or deleted like, somehow. Deleted somehow, Off your cloud and then or I whatever. also want you to let all your friends know and your close family about this person. Um, I want you know so that they have a background of what you went through, just in case. Like it, protecting Do, yes. yourself Do is your not a bad diligence. thing, as well as you know, your friends yeah. too. Make sure this person knows or make sure everybody knows about this this person's behavior so that they are wary too. If he decides to reach out to them, if he decides to... Because you want, you know, you want to make sure that, like, this is documented. And this is... Cl-
1: like, yes, you're not dealing with a stable human. And if, if you know, he has some sort of uh, crazy lashing out moment after you move on, or he sees you, you know, partying and all that kind of stuff this summer, just cover your back let all your friends know about what he's done to you so that they're not surprised when someone fucking tries to catfish them
0: yeah and enjoy your summer and send us a note at the end of the summer basically so we can live vicariously through you but all the amazing things that you did and how awesome it was have fun all right, that's it for today. Keep your questions coming to me
1: at Sasha at
0: And keep leaving comments and reviewing us on iTunes, however you listen to us. Thank you so much. We appreciate the support. Bye. Bye.